guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with Celine. Hello, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. So I am an 18-year-old gender equality activist from Istanbul, Turkey. I am the youngest representative of UN Women's Global Gender Equality Movement, Hifrishi in Turkey. And I'm very much involved in Generation Equality Forum by United Nations. I would say my focus areas are on Sustainable Development Goal 4 and 5, which are equal access to education and global gender equality. Awesome. So as you can see, Celine is super talented and she is an activist and that is so amazing. I just wanted to do a quick check-in with you. How are you doing? How are you handling quarantine? Well, um, of course, like it's hard, obviously, but for the first time this year and we hadn't had uh, like proper snow for like two or three years. Wow. So like, yeah, after around like two or three years, finally today, I had the chance to, you know, do a little snowman and, you know, I did like snow angels and stuff. So it was so much fun. That sounds so fun. See, I live in Southern California and I've only experienced snow once. And it was like in sixth grade when we went on like a school science field trip up in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always been really jealous because from the pictures I've seen, you know, it's it's some very cute aesthetics going on. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm such a winter person, so definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, so moving on, you know, talking about being an activist, because that's our main focus today. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what you do? Because I know you're very involved with a lot of different organizations and Um, Your main focus is fighting for gender equality. So can you just elaborate more about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, So as you said, I'm trying to be involved in many organizations, like as much as I can, um, because I like I would say my main focus slash like mission is just being the voices of young Turkish girls on a global level, especially like on UN level. So as I have, uh, as I have previously mentioned, I am working with UN women on their he for she campaign. And I'm also one of the 300 young activists um, who were chosen by the United Nations to become national gender youth activists and be more involved in, um, as I have mentioned, Generation Equality Forum. Uh, and we're trying to make sure that our voices as youth being heard on a UN level and um, I'm also the founder of the first Girl Up Club in Turkey and Girl Up is a campaign started by United Nations Foundation to help girls with leadership skills and also um, provide them a safe space where they could advocate for their passions. So basically Girl Up just provides you all the tools and you know the platform to be the best leader possible, which is amazing. Um, And I'm also the founder of the first Girls to Code Club in Turkey. And as Girls to Code Turkey, our main mission is um, teaching the basics of coding to young girls and showing them the fun side of science, you know, just 
exploring um, coding and robotics. It's so much fun. And also I have uh, recently actually started working with uh, United Nations Girls Education Initiative um, on their Transform Education campaign. And I'm, um, I'm a guiding group member now. And basically we're getting in touch with action coalition leaders, policymakers, et cetera, to transform education for good. That is amazing. And before we get deeper into the specific campaigns that you're working on, can you explain to the audience what the UN is if they don't already know? UN is an acronym for the United Nations. And people usually assume that UN just UN is just a building. They have a complex like structure within them. But um, I would say, like, my definition would be just the United Nations is an international organization founded in um, 1945, and it is currently made up of um, 193 member states. The mission and work of the United Nations are guided by the um, purposes and principles contained in its founding charter. Yeah, that's what, like the most summarized definition of the UN, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, the UN is definitely like a global movement. Like there's a lot of countries involved, as you said, 193, I believe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so um, you being a part of um, the UN's like youth group, that's like really amazing. That is like really, yeah, that's really awesome. Thank you. Of course. So um, diving back into your campaigns with the UN, I just wanted to ask, like, how did you get into this? Like, what motivated you to start doing this? So I would say while growing up, I was always interested in um, equality and gender norms and stereotypes and social constructs um but I've never like I knew I wanted to do something but I've never really had that motivation to take action until one one day my little brother was like back then six year old I guess yeah I was six um and he told me that I was very lucky because if I didn't had a good job or if I didn't if I couldn't get uh, get into a good college like I could just simply get married and like my life would be so easy and I remember how shocked I was because we don't have like those kinds of um experiences in our family nor in our circle so I was very shocked how a six-year-old could like imagine something like that how how can I say like I was very shocked by the fact that these things were so normalized they were so much into our lives that it could affect a six-year-old little child's um thought structure so I would say that was the moment when I said okay this has to change and I'm going to be the one who changed it and then I got in touch with UN Women HQ and um I have basically sent them an email about getting involved in the he for she movement. And that was how my activism journey was started. That's awesome. I mean, that brings up such a good point because I feel like um, obviously 
Um, me being in the U.S., I don't have like a lot of knowledge about other countries. It's it's kind of sad because schools don't usually teach about that. It's really just focused on like the United States and our relationship with like Europe. You know, it's it's always been like that. And so I really wish that we could have learned more about the issues going on in the world in history and even right now, because you know that thing is all. Um, it's all systematic and it just keeps happening and history repeats itself, you know, so it, yeah. it'd be, I thought, I just thought it would be nice to like learn about stuff so I can like create a bigger impact. Um, but hearing you say, say something like that, like, wow, I really never, never considered that. Cause I know there's a lot of countries who like women are still just kind of like an object almost like yeah we're just you know objectified and and people are just like well arrange marriage right arrange marriages still happen and um a lot of women in different countries are still like even in the U.S. like everywhere there's still people who think women are just uh supposed to like stay at home and cook make a sandwich clean you know yeah I definitely understand what you mean 100 percent yeah so it's I think it's really eye-opening to just hear like from a first-hand perspective from your story and like even that like short story I feel like it was actually like really mind-opening for me like just right now too like it's (laughs) it's just really shocking to hear something like that like I I have the same reaction as when you first heard it yeah exactly exactly when you're working for he for she the the campaign that you signed up for um what specific actions have you taken to create change um so as a he for she representative so first of all after remember uh when i said like i have sent that email to you and women mm-hmm. so um a couple of months later they reached out to me with an email a couple of months later with the most positive response and they have sent me their starter kit and they were like hey why don't you start this at your own school like go for it and i did my research and i saw that uh, we didn't have any university clubs at school and in fact, uh, we didn't have any active Hebrew clubs amongst high schools in Turkey at all. So of course, it was kind of nerve-wracking for me to start the first Hebrew club. But I, I said, okay, UN women trust me, and I know the cause um, I want to work for. Like I really do believe in the cause, so I'm going to be, do this. And I had my schools full support and love it was like amazing and i remember when i did the first like my very first hebrew introduction like conference kind of a thing at my own school and my friends and like students in our school they were all very much interested in the movement like i could never imagine how much they would actually want to get involved with the movement and it was kind of like eye-opening for me too because i have literally like witnessed that people wanted to take action they just needed like you know someone to kind of push them and like kind of hype them up yeah um, like a leader yeah and 
couple of months late uh, months later i have started um receiving emails and messages from different high schools like all around turkey and they were telling me that they were asking me to introduce the christian movements um and they were asking me about how they could start their own clubs and it was amazing and a couple of like probably weeks later after like he or she became a bigger thing amongst high schools um un women turkey has reached out to me and they asked if we could like meet and I, of course i was super excited yes. and yeah and after that meeting i became like officially became the youngest Hebrew representative and started like officially working with them it was amazing yeah oh my gosh that is that is so awesome like oh my gosh i i feel so honored just talking to you like to begin with and Thank now i'm so like much. what <laughs> so much it was like a dream you know mm-hmm. one day like i was just I wanted to do something but I didn't know where to start blah 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 and then the other day like I was working with you and woman like it was once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that is so awesome and you know it it brings up a really good point because I'm sure there's a lot of teens who want to create change like you and like now you're like a role model to them because you showed them that like okay. if you put your mind on something you can do it. Yeah. Of course like I always say this like the only thing that stops that can stop you from achieving is yourself. Like if you really put your mind, heart, energy and time into that specific thing like y- you can do it. You you really can. Yeah, exactly. And um you know, obviously as people we set a lot of boundaries for ourselves. But technically those boundaries don't exist because we're the only people yeah. who put it up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the lesson here is <laughs> step out of your comfort <laughs> zone and uh strive for what you believe in, you know, make make that change that you're passionate about and um Celine is a perfect example. Like look at her. She's doing amazing things now. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. You go, girl. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But we rise by lifting each other up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're we're all in this together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Moving on, you're also involved in girls. Is it girls who code or girls to code? Yeah. Girls Who Code. Okay, awesome. So you're involved in Girls Who Code, and obviously that's like a really big accomplishment for you. It's a really amazing project. So can you go ahead and elaborate um, what that is? Of course. So um, in 1995, women who were involved in STEM field were um, 37%, and today, on like 2021, um, it is the percent is only um, 24. Um, So like we can definitely see how girls and young women are losing their interests day by day. And we have only, we have to like close the gender gap until um, um, 2027. So as Girls to Code, we are trying to close the gender gap in the STEM field and to encourage young girls and young women to 
um, be be leaders on that field because STEM is now everywhere. It's a huge part of our lives and it's going to be a bigger like impact on us in the following years. Yeah. So just like any field, we need women leaders there too. So um, Girls to Code, as Girls to Code, uh, we're trying to encourage and empower young girls to follow their passions in that uh, field. And as Girls to Code Turkey, how like a little backstory how I brought Girls to Code Turkey, uh, Girls to Code to Turkey. So um, I was like being an activist day by day, you find more things that has to be changed. And one of the things, uh, one of the problems that I saw was um, at my own school. So we have amazing, brilliant um, robotics and coding teams, and they're very successful. Um, so of course, like everyone wants to be in those teams, but I have seen that girls were more tend to um, go to the PR side of the team, um, and boys were more tend to go to the um, robotics part of the team. Mm -hmm. And even though there were girls who wanted to uh, learn about coding and robotics, they were kind of like afraid. They weren't feeling comfortable to get out of their um, comfort zone because there are so many um, stereotypes and they're very, very much brushed under the carpet. So like circling back, we don't even realize those stereotypes and gender-based barriers without if someone doesn't point them out. And um, after witnessing like those kinds of um, situations, I have I have spoken uh, I have spoken with my school's FRC team, which is our school's like robotics team, and they were more than happy to help me out and support the cause. So with their um, help and support, um, I have brought the Girls to Code movement to Turkey. And basically, as Girls to Code Turkey, um, we have um, visited um, public schools and we had guests um, in our own school and we have visited on um, different campuses, etc. And we tried to teach the basics of coding and, you know, kind of um, give them information about robotics and um, science and even AI, which is like such a different topic. It's amazing. AI is just a whole nother world. And I think we're now going to, we will be focusing on blockchain too, which is like, like amazing. I'm very excited for that. And it came to a point where we started to collaborate with different FRC teams, not only in Turkey, but around the globe. Um, to like host conferences or like um, host workshops it w and like conferences. It was amazing. And we even had like career planning days uh, with like incredible stemonists um, all around Turkey. So Girls to Code was, is such a unique experience for me. And we're super excited to grow and like expand more I would say yeah no that's awesome like you literally brought one club in your school into like a whole like global movement like that is so awesome thank you yeah 
And so with Girls Who Code, would you call it an organization now? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, um, Girls Who Code was very much involved and it was a big movement in um, an organization in India and US, UK. But after doing my research, um, I saw that they weren't active in like Turkey at all. So I said, we need a movement like Girls to Code in my country. So why don't I take the first step? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's so awesome. Like you take the initiative and you just you just go for it. Like that is that's really inspiring. Thank you so much. Of course. And um, you know, I won't, I really want to touch on the topic of education itself because uh, I know you focus on equal access to education. Personally, for me too, I am someone who really values education. I take my academics very seriously. I always say how important education is because that's how you actually can create some change and how people don't have to make like stupid decisions. <laughs> like, I, I know so many people in this world right now during the pandemic because they're not educated about some topics. So, you know, and you hear what... Like wearing a, like wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like wearing a mask. Like it's, it's simple things like that. Like if you really listen to the professionals, <laughs> yeah. you know, and... It's not that hard. It, it really isn't that hard. <laughs> No. So see exactly. It's like things like that. Like wearing a mask. Like it's you don't even have to be very educated to understand that. Like as long as long as you listen to people and you do your own research and you follow (laughs) rules. Like it you know, (laughs) this pandemic could have been over. I know, right? Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm so done with it, like, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's just one example of how being educated can be helpful. There's (laughs) numerous that, like, if I I name it all right now, this would be, like, at least a 12-hour podcast. (laughs) But I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) But it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's seriously, it, it's just like really frustrating how some people don't understand the importance of education. And, yeah. you know, as, gosh, this is like so, so sad, but living in LA, there's a lot of people who want to be like influencers, right? Take for, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but I feel like people will already know. There's this really big YouTuber who literally made like a song dissing teachers and was like calling out how teachers don't actually teach him anything, like how to get a Lamborghini and how to how to be rich and famous. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) does he even have a brain? Like, are, are we sure? Like, he's I wish I was him, honestly. Like, it, it must be such an easy life, honestly. Just imagine not thinking anything and, like, you know. Being successful somehow still. Yeah. 
He's yeah. literally famous for being famous. It it doesn't make any sense. I know. I wonder how did how did that even happen? I really don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. But it's like things like that. Like you're literally teaching kids that teachers are like are bad like I don't I don't get it teachers are just there they're literally getting paid like so little to teach these like annoying teenagers (laughs) information exactly like I wish that youtuber had um a good like school and academic career that he could that he would be able to understand um the importance and value of teachers but apparently he is not even educated enough to like realize that and I feel sorry for him yeah I it's it's really sad because I feel like he probably just didn't understand how important education is for a lot of people like I'm pretty sure he's just like very privileged in the sense that like he thinks education doesn't matter because he has a lot of other resources he can look to like he has the internet he has um he has you know friends and family and people who can be his mentor but a lot of people don't have that kind of access you know and just having one teacher be there to support them is like the world to them like education is so important because that's how people who are less fortunate and less privileged become like even greater people and become role models and become leaders and become change exactly. makers. Exactly. Especially um I was an intern at Girl Rising um this summer for four months. And Girl Rising is an organization that aims to make gender equality and uh, real uh, and also to make um equal access to education like real. Um through storytelling which is a very interesting way to approach and I think it's like such an innovative way um and I was able to um be an intern there and it was like such an eye-opening experience for me it's it it was just an incredible such a special um experience for me it wasn't just an internship but um I have gained so much as an activist, but also as a human being and especially as a student, because for four months I was able to work with um, um, girls who who were like literally fighting to get education. I was able to listen to their stories. like they're not just you know like tales or like you know fictional stories, but just being able to listen to their experiences, like lived truths, it's like such such an eye-opening experience. So definitely like after that four months, um, like I have, I, I have always valued education and, and academics like in school for sure. But after those four months, like it, I would say it was kind of doubled because I have kind of, um I had the chance to acknowledge my privilege even more yeah I mean it's it really is something that a lot of people take granted for I feel like um oh I'm talking about education by the way like uh, 
a lot of people take education for granted. And um, it it's just really sad seeing people in my school and people on the internet say things like, I don't care about school. And there's like a lot of different examples of just like famous people <laughs> saying that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really sad because it's like, I'm working so hard to go into like a college that I want to go to while like if you're just like already rich or something you can just go in you know and then like you still don't care after that like it's not that hard to be grateful for something you know yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and um you know with your experience at Girls Rising um I I feel like that's a really important experience and I wish that more people can have that too because like seriously once you listen to someone's story like from a first-hand experience like it's so mind-boggling because you're like wow like this is actually happening and especially if you really listen like you can feel so empathetic and like you want to create something like you become so motivated too yeah hundred percent yes yeah, and so how was your experience there, you know, apart from listening to other girls' stories? Like, what else did you do there? First of all, so I was just trying to remember, like, everything. It was such a full, like, four-month experience. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I am very grateful for was um, the storytelling challenge uh, that we have partnered up with HP computers actually um and yeah we I I believe we um so the thing is we have asked young people to just share their um stories with us we asked them what they were doing um to create meaningful change and it was a very special experience for me um because it was you know, during the pandemic, and we had lockdowns everywhere, and as young people, we were trying to, not as young people, like, everyone was trying to connect with each other, because, you know, being in our homes 24-7, we were just, we were trying to stay productive, but life was bad, you know, those times, so, um, just giving young people a safe space, and to, like, tell us their stories and we were trying to make sure that their voices were going to be heard and we were we aimed to amplify their stories and their voices I I thought it was such a special thing and it was amazing to have HB computers support and what was very special about that was um I am bilingual and I am Turkish so sometimes I cannot like you know translate my thoughts and my ideas in English like 100% correctly mm-hmm. um so language is a huge barrier the amazing volunteers at HP computers um they have helped us to um translate some of the stories to English because we would we didn't want um language to be a barrier uh for other people to share their um stories of creating meaningful change so um I was able to work with like wonderful people and um I get I got the chance to read like so many young people's stories from all across the regions and somehow like I feel like I had the chance to 
connect with them, even though like I, I have never met them. And after like reading those stories, I was like, what am I doing? There's these people are like so amazing and they don't even have the proof I have, but the things that they are doing, there's things that they are trying to do. Like I really felt that I, and we weren't alone, but we were like, there was a sense of community, if that makes sense. I don't know like how to express it. It was such a unique thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, like we did so many things um, as interns at Girl Rising, but I think Storytelling Challenge has like definitely had a huge impact on me because like it wasn't just stories, but uh, as I said, um, I had the chance to review and read um, people's stories, like people from all different like backgrounds, you know, from different countries, different races, different religions, different languages, and like every one of them had a different experience. Everyone, every single of them had um, a completely different background, and it was just a mind-blowing experience to me. It's really crazy to see and hear so many people's stories, because like even having my own podcast, you know, what I focus on is amplifying other people's stories. And every single time I have a guest on, I learn something new and something inspires me. And like, not only is it like just one thing per episode, you know, it's like everything that they say, like it really changes your perspective on things. Yeah. And yeah, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's just so meaningful. I feel like just listening to other people talk and share their struggles, like, you you definitely feel and, like, recognize your own privilege at times, but also, like, yeah. it, it just, like, brings so much emotions, because sometimes you 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 feel privileged and you're like oh wow I should be a lot more grateful for the things I already have and then other times exactly yeah and then other times that was the thing with um girl rising um storytelling competition Mm -hmm. like I was like you know there are so like hundreds of people who are trying to create change and I felt like an imposter you know I I was like I I don't deserve to be here there are so many people who are like trying and fighting so much more than I do but I am here and I am recognized I'm being recognized just because of my privilege and it was like such an an imposter syndrome situation Mm -hmm. yeah I know oftentimes we feel like really guilty because we think about how there's like a lot more people who are struggling like a lot more than us and then like we feel like we don't deserve the success that we do because they're working so much harder than we are yet somehow we're still doing better than them and it just doesn't seem fair at that point yeah so that's also something that I struggle with too like I always feel so guilty and like you said imposter syndrome it's so real yeah Mm -hmm. actually um According to a new research, six out of 10 people are suffering from imposter syndrome. So it is common than we expect, but no one really talks about it, which is another like barrier. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, I never really thought about that until now. 
I feel like I can definitely make like a future episode talking about this more and diving deeper into this. Um, but like as of now, I feel like with activism, it's definitely something that takes like a huge part of uh, like of everyone because we just we always think about like the worst situations and like especially listening to other people say their stories and if it's like something that's really sad or like just like really horrific you're like oh my gosh like what can I do to help and sometimes you really can't do anything you know all you can do is listen and like be respectful and that's all you can do and it really sucks in that sense because you're like I want to do more I want to help more yeah like I can't exactly Mm -hmm. exactly I can relate to this so much so much and I mean honestly I meet with so many like dozens of people every day and I it is such a such a huge privilege to be able to listen to other people's stories and feel the diversity in the room it's just a very like interesting thing to experience yeah exactly it's I just I love this so much just listening to other people's stories interpreting that for yourself like emotionally I feel like that is so important just to recognize things and to feel for things yeah exactly I think that's a good place to end this podcast on like this was an amazing conversation I think it is so meaningful and I'm definitely going to take a lot of this into my own like reflection and into my own like journaling and everything like seriously thank you so much you are such an inspiration Thank you so much. I am very like happy and excited to be here. Like I am very inspired and I feel like very empowered and I feel very motivated to just pursue the work I'm doing. <laughs> yes, you you do deserve this. You deserve every ounce of recognition. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So are you, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. You're just amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We will thrive together. Look at us go. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so with that, um, where can the listeners connect with you? Um, I would say through my Instagram, um, if they would like to get in touch or like just follow my activism journey, they could 100% follow me on Instagram. Um, it is S E L I N O Z U N A L D I M. But a thing that I have recently um, realized, <laughs> which is like kind of self, a little self criticism that, like, I, a thing that I have um, realized recently. I am really bad at um, answering to DMs, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, if you want to be an activist or getting, or if you want to get involved with the organizations I'm working with, um, you can find my email on my Instagram, like, on the bio section. Perfect. So, you can go ahead and find Celine there. That's her Instagram handle. Also, make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast. Tune into your favorite podcast app. 
follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. And once again, thank you so much, Celine, for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, 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 oh,